Demons Discuss, bonus edition, the one with shadow of life. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I'm Valerie, and with me is Angela and Jean. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. And what are we talking about today, Angela? We are talking about a limbo section we're in, where we're done with Shadow of Night and about to start the Book of Life. So our thoughts on recapping Shadow of Night and our thoughts on starting the Book of Life. Yay! We might get a little controversial because I wrote down a couple things to Oh, good. To get controversial? I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Let's talk about Patreon, guys. Let's do it. Hey. So Patreon. Yeah, that's how we get our money. No ads for you, but still cash for us. And our listeners are the ones that provide us voluntarily. We don't like, you know, hold them down and say, you better give us money. No, voluntarily give us some cash so we can spend money on the things that are required to run this podcast. So who wants to tell us about that? Gene, I think you should today. What we get today? Oh, my goodness. You get the after show every other week on your off week. So you don't go a week without us. Ah, swag. Lots of swag. In, in every level, the swag gets a little bit more elaborate. We've got everything from stickers to buttons to tote bags and anything that Val dreams up. Yay! It's good stuff. And when you see it, you want grabby hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially that holographic sticker. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sticker is so cool. And we don't even have one. Well, I don't. And I, not that I'm saying I need one. I'm just Neither saying you I. need one. <laughs> That's right. We'll get one eventually when we can eventually see each other in person. Yes. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Yep. And lately, since we've all been cooped up and, you know, we're trying to give you guys permission to cheat on the news a little bit, uh, I've been throwing extra stuff in our after show, like little bonuses, maybe more bloopers I'll start throwing in there. <laughs> What? Stuff. Yeah. Oh, boy. We're not perfect? No. We're messier than this? Yes! <laughs> and, you know, for two bucks a month, you can watch that messiness unfold. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah. So if you guys are interested, go to patreon.com slant demons discuss. And that's it for that. Let's talk about our thoughts of Shadow of Night. Let's start that, okay? What are things that surprised you the first time you read Shadow of Night? Now I'm talking about the very, very first read. Start the anomaly chapters. The anomaly chapters. Yeah, those were a total surprise. And they were fun. Yeah. I enjoyed them yep. very much. I, I I grew into them. <laughs> I didn't like them at first. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I learned to love them. And now I absolutely adore it. I think after the third one, I was like, okay, these do make sense. <laughs> if you don't like anomaly chapters after the Marcus chapter, there was no hope yeah. for you. Yeah. You've got, there, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Anything else that surprised you? Well, I finished Discovery of Witches and Shadow of Night was out, but I read reviews and I don't know why I even did. And um, they didn't like that Matthew knew everybody, the who's who. That's one thing I loved. I don't... I want him to know the who's who of Elizabethan times. Um, and then they were complaining that the there were too many characters. It was too hard to keep track of. I didn't find that whatsoever. Um, no, because you eased into each one. Yeah. I think. And they have that handy dandy mm-hmm. list in the back. True. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. And besides, it was also fun just to start looking some of them, looking some of them up, especially the more obscure ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
in at the court and in Prague and even in the School of Night. Yes. I think that's what surprised me. Of course, I knew some of the people were real at that first read, but then mm-hmm. to find out, like you said, the more obscure ones, like that person was real. Oh, how interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially that young ambassador <laughs> towards the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. I thought it was hilarious. They even had a section in like when I was looking in Wikipedia about Jane D and they had her highlighted and I cut into it a little bit and I, I like I clicked it and I was like oh shit she had been married before you know scandalous all kinds of <laughs> shit happening there's yeah, a lot of things like, behind the scenes there yeah that Deb just sort of kind of hinted at and left it be I think that the, obviously the Easter eggs because this book was so filled with them but I love even the I don't know what would you call it for for Deb the like her naming convention of Father Hubbard's flock members mm-hmm. how he yeah. named them like that was an egg too but it was not an egg in the traditional sense but something that she created right the way she did that mm-hmm. well I mean in a way it was it's funny too because uh I was thinking about how um JK Rowling names her characters. You know, they all have these names that if you think about the meaning of their names, it fits their personalities mm-hmm. perfectly. Mm-hmm. So she did the same kind of weird thing with Hubbard, where Hubbard would name his people. Right. Yeah. The last oh, okay. name of either, you know. Got it. So I noticed that. I don't think it was on purpose or anything, but yeah. that, I, I did notice that. It, oh, and it makes me wonder about other books, like because I tore through the Fever series. I'm like, God, if I went back and really paid attention, what am I missing there? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Especially when it all starts folding back on the Highlander books. Yes. Did you read all of those? Yeah. I love I those. did not get to. I think I read two of them. Oh, the like the twin brothers, are, which I think are four and five, are my two favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll put those in the show notes for you guys. <laughs> the Dark Highlanders. Degas, yeah, he's my favorite. Oh, God, that'd of be course. a great he's... quarantine read. I should get on that. Oh, the Highlanders. Oops. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Maybe that's maybe that's what we do for the buddy read. I'm not saying Just those are pre-fever, <laughs> but those were written before fever, yes? yes? Yeah, those were all written before fever, and some of them are pre-fever-ish. It's more like a lot of it's the, the backstory of the McKelter family, mm, Okay, more or less. So what are the things that surprised you this read? Not so much this read, but the first read, I hated kids, just like everybody else. But mm-hmm. on more and more rereads, my attitude towards them really changed a lot. Yeah. Because I think with every reread, you started picking up more about what's going on around. And even on this reread with the whole, well, wait a minute. He had Louisa whispering in his ear for three months. Right. No wonder. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. you're more aware of the timeline. Yeah. Yes. That's an excellent way of looking at it. I think I was really surprised about how solitary Diana actually was versus Matthew being such a social creature when I kind of almost thought the opposite in Discovery of Witches. Yeah. You well, know? I was going to say, in, in Shadow of Night, he's so social. It's, it was kind of shocking. Where he didn't care who came in and out. And she's like, whoa, excuse me. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> Yeah, I I noticed that. And how many keepers Diana had and how easily she got used to it. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think the the chapter that highlighted that for me, Angela, you pointed it out. It's like, ah, like when she was walking in all hangry. Yeah, feed me. (laughs) Feed me now. I was just like, like, wow, how quickly she got used to that. And I think everybody would get used to that quickly. Well, but think about it this way, too, in a way, when she was living at the Bishop House, it was kind of like that with the ghosts. Yeah, true. I want butter. Yeah, true. (laughs) Make it so. Thank you. 
you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and falling into her being raised by Sarah, right? Sarah wasn't this rich lady. She she may do no. what she had and whatever, but she fell into luxury so easily. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking, um, I was listening to music, as you guys know, and the, the song that I was listening to before that was Glamorous by Fergie. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like the glamorous life. She was just so into it. She was, she could just, I mean, she had no problems letting people dress her. She had no problems. It was not a hardship for her to fall into this new way of life. Right. She still treated people kindly and with respect, but she was happy to be in her place. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, who would blame her? Yeah. No, I'm not blaming (laughs) her. (laughs) No, especially in those times. Would you want to, would you want to be broke in those times? No. 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 (laughs) And another thing that really hit me with Shadow of Night is how much she learned in magic. And we didn't really actually see that. Right. Yeah. We we didn't see her lessons, but how advanced she was when she came back versus... Yeah. You know, yes. While she was there. And that kind of segues into what I was surprised about this read was that how everything, just like Deb details, nothing is by coincidence, how everything was mm-hmm. so orchestrated from Philippe to Stephen to Galloglass to, I mean, everything had to go according to plan, even passing down the, the chess piece, even the myth being passed down amongst the, the coven witches, you know, until it got to Goody. And they were, they've been waiting for her. Everyone's been practicing mm-hmm. for this drill and everyone did their part. And Diana's part was actually to learn the magic. Yes. Yeah. She had the easiest role in yeah. all of this. Yeah. You really just got to sit down and learn. About it. The fact is we only saw her getting caught up in all the intrigue surrounding her that we didn't see her sit down and learn the magic. So I was kind of taken aback on how yeah. Well, she was versed in her magic and book of from life. A, mm-hmm. From a writer's perspective, that slay of hand was really clever because it set you up in book of life to be like, wow. All it's right. Kind of like a little go surprise right out of the box. Yeah. And like the revelations, like um, I think Angela and Jean, you guys came up with one simultaneously when um, Philippe was questioning Jean-Pierre. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was for his information later on of how a witch can take memories from the yes. root and how that affected him later in Book of Life where we learned that. Or actually, it was uh, what, what, earlier in Shadow of Night when Matthew was saying his memory was all fragmented yes. and the only thing he yeah. can remember was Isabeau. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. we learn how he knew to ask for that. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I thought that was really cool. Someone on this reread, I was like, oh, my God. Wow, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking genius. I I did learn a lot this time as far as like us going through it slowly and looking at it and seeing the court intrigue that didn't intrigue me the first read through. I was like, what is this Mm -hmm. bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Any other thoughts on Shadow of Night? What else surprised me about it? I'm trying to think. I mean, as many times as we've read that book, that the whole revelation this time around for me about the different color strands are all time. And it's all, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like there's a multiverse right there for everybody who wants to argue that it's not really a multiverse. And oh, look, you've got anomalies and bootstrapping this and that. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. the the other universes are laying there right in the corner. Yeah. 
I think we yeah. took more notice of time this read. Yes. Yeah. Even though we all hate the time anomalies and time shifts and time walking and all that stuff. It confused me. <laughs> I just feel, I feel less confused about it now that we've figured that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I don't know. It almost makes me wonder if every time it showed up in the corner, it was a strand crossing, you know, points where it kind of crossed in and over other strands. Like yeah. little intersections. Right. Rather than it, them all being straight and side by side. Like it would be right. a cord. Yeah. That they're all just kind of like that big old a whole bunch of balls of yarn that are all jumbled up that you need to go into your yarn basket and on. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It does make sense. And I think we, so. at some point, we thought when it would be angry that it wanted her to come back to her time. But now I think it's, it was like angry that she's like the subtlety is creating another universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where time is adjusting to accommodate her decision. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what it seemed like this time reading when it's like, I saw the time spooling in the corners and it's like, yeah. that just means you just made a decision where it's got to adjust. Mm-hmm. Everything's yeah. got to adjust and make room for what you just did. <laughs> and I don't know that. And even when Emily explained at some point, she's like, it's not going to be like a change in a president. It's not going to be a major change in how the earth goes. It's just going to be little subtle anomalies. And every time she made a decision that changed something, we saw the anomaly pop up and then we're like, oh, this makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the first time I actually noticed that. It's like, oh, okay, this isn't just random. This is what changed this time. Yeah, but what's interesting too is sometimes it was Matthew that made that decision as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like with, with the miniatures, when he was like, you know what? It is what it is. Yeah. Let them be kind. Let, let them give us this gift. Yeah, true. And let's see, reading back again, um, I side-eyed Galloglass the whole time. And it's like <laughs> <this side. laughs> Yeah, I think you guys point out on a few spots, you're like, oh, that he was more than just, you know, yeah. he was crushing there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say that, I See that, then that's the difference between the first re- first read and subsequent rereads. I really, he was kind of a fun character. I'm not saying that he was like my book boyfriend, but I really it was like, yeah, he could be fun. And then Book of Life came out, and well, there, there's that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> just made Man, it weird. <laughs> yeah, it just made it weird. And you're like really kind of mopey and pissy sometimes, aren't right. you? Right. Oops, there's a controversial opinion right there. Well, I mean, it's not like we haven't expressed it before this yeah, <laughs> show. True. I mean, for me, it's Galaglass is a non-starter. He never was. I always saw yeah. him as a tool to the story. I always saw him as a good person to have around. And even after this, I was like, oh, Jesus. You got me caring for you just enough where I'm just thinking now you've made it hard for, for me to even look at you right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. He's like the classic character you kind of want a side eye. Yeah. It's like, really, it's like, dude? Sit your ass come down. On now. <laughs> come on now. No. And Diana making a friend in Mary Sydney, I really paid closer attention to that relationship this time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because she didn't really, there was no display of her having female friends before. Especially finds her own age and like, Pure friends. Pure friends, yes. And that's important. And how the real Mary Sidney was just so ahead of her time. Yeah. And how did she get away with it? Was it because she was a rich kept woman? I mean, why weren't people yelling witchcraft at her? I don't think it's just she was a rich 
kept woman. I think part of it was she had enough male friends to tamp down any of that. Important male friends. Right. They're just like, they can excuse it away. Like, oh, she's just being Mary. Yeah. Versus if she was she was raised She was raised like a boy. Right. Her mother was also extremely formidable. So. But put somebody like her in widow beaten shoes. How would she get treated? Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. The disparity in class and everything Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So if she was poor and practicing alchemy, wouldn't she be strung up by her toes? You know? Well, okay. What if she was poor and practicing alchemy, but she still forged some respectable friendships? True. And I think her lineage afforded her that. Yeah. I don't think it's just a matter of her being rich because I think they still could. I mean, look, they did a tan Boleyn. They screamed witchcraft at her. Yeah. I just kind of think it's amazing with everything she was into. Maybe I think it was her relationship with religion. And, And her scholarship. Yeah, yeah, true. She was always seen as a studious scholarly girl first, kind of like Elizabeth. Right. And being part of Elizabeth's court doesn't hurt her either. No. I see. Whether she, whether she would have been viewed the same. Well, her mother her mother had got a lot of leeway as part of Henry's court. So, yeah, just think it's the position you're in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Anything else that really struck you this read? Hmm. I don't know. I, I, it was a first read. You know, you fell in love with Philippe and realized how instrumental he was. But I, I just this read and maybe it's all the years of hearing Philippe is the axis, never underestimate Philippe, blah, blah, blah. It, I don't know. I just felt it even more like, wow, he really was. Everything yeah. hinged on that hay barn. Right. And being a blood sworn mm-hmm. to Claremont. Right. Philippe has had years to make mistakes and he's made some big ones. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> And I think people overlook that, too. If we look at Baldwin in the same way, just say he's centuries younger. Yeah. Well, you not know. so much in the fact that he's only really had 60 or 70 years to make mistakes. Right. I mean, right. Because he, he hasn't been head of unsuper- unsuper- yeah, unsupervised for very long. Yeah. So he's he's new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like he's it's like when you're when you're 13, 14 and your mom finally says, you guys don't need a babysitter. Yeah. Right. Let's light some firecracker. I mean, that's kind, of, that's kind of like where he's at in his, his right. development in a lot of ways. Right. Any new thoughts on Isabel or was she pretty much the same going through? Because we heard all about the witches in Trier that yeah. she, you know, rampaged through in the first book. I think on, on this read especially was what struck me is how integral the Claremonts were woven into French history. Mm-hmm. Once you started digging into that whole thing with Lewis and Margot, that is like such a fascinating rabbit hole. Right. I just can't get over it. And you could spend days down there. You think we'll ever hear about that? I hope so. Yeah. I hope we hear a little bit more. I hope we get to actually meet Lewis. I think he'd be pretty like snarky, like Lestat right. and reckless in a way. but. Reckless in a fun way, as opposed to how Matthew's just a hot mess. Right. <laughs> he, he, he goes right, you know, Lewis would be the type to get right up to that line just to amuse himself. Right. Yeah. I think. Well, luckily, we did get to meet him a little bit in uh, Times Convert. True. So there's that. Spoiler, guys. <laughs> or something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, on this read, too, is like the, the other big surprise on this read is like Hancock. Yes. Oh my God. How much yes. more we appreciated him. Good point, Gene. Yeah. Oh man, the three—he's just awesome. Well, and and the world of all souls helps. Yeah. As oh well. yeah. Yeah. When you realize that he's got a wife like Bethann. Oh my God. <laughs> that was just revelatory. <laughs> it puts 
him in a whole new context. Yeah, you giggle when he barks. You're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome Beth Ann say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I notice with people like that, it's like they usually cuckolded at home. Right. But <laughs> they go out and just want to like... Yes, dear. <laughs> want to go out and rule the world. And when they come home, it's like, yes, dear. Sorry, dear. <laughs> but also with people like that, that's why they're attracted to that person because they yeah. have a strong personality. And then they, they, they unfortunately, they succumb to the yes dear. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. <laughs> uh, no. oh. going I'm forward. leaving the cocoon. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so going forward, let's for once and for all put our initial impressions on the table on the Book of Life. Let's get this out there so we're clear with everybody how we felt about it. Well, it's was it it's not even just that any about any arc or even the published book. We had that everyone had that teaser, didn't we? That first yes, yeah. couple pages. That, yes. yes that Chapter USA one. Today teaser. Yeah. So you're like, oh Philippe and Emily and oh, this is gonna so that kind of just ramped things up even more. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> oh yeah. We were digging into so much stuff in that, trying to read 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 the tea leaves, so to speak. Yes. Right. It was okay. gleeful anticipation still at that point. Yes. Yes. And then we were also like dissecting the US cover for clues. Right. Don't forget that. Yes, we were. Right. It's like, where are we going? What are we doing? Huh? 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 And the US where cover did- didn't give us any clues whatsoever. No. Not really. <laughs> Yes, it did because it. I think it had Venice on there. It did, but which was a clue beyond it. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. But even like something as simple as wow, Venice is on the cover. We're going to go there. Yeah, this, this, this is like what? How many years were we like two salivating? Two, two years. Did we so. did we interview Tal before the Book of Life came out or after? After, I believe. Okay. After. After. Uh, it was like right after, I think. Just a little footnote for listeners, if they haven't read that, our interview with him, it's a blog piece. And it's interesting because mm-hmm. he does give revelations on, on what he was thinking when he designed the covers. Right. Yeah. Okay. Motifs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We're going to put you in our shoes. So here we were. We finished Shadow of Night two years prior. Mm-hmm. We were participating in the All Souls discussion group, talking about our everything. thoughts, our feelings, everything. Theories. Who's that, who's that person on the congregation? And try to figure out how the things that we learned in Discovery of Night inform the stuff that came out in sh- or Discovery of Witches in Shadow of Night. <laughs> Discovery of Night. Yeah. Um, just right. trying to make sense of it all. Like, how is this whole thing with the babies going to work out? And why can they have babies? And what what's the magic the there? The congregation right. member. Yes. Who is a member on the congregation? And so, listener, imagine you have all that spooling through your head. How, ooh, who? who who is Philippe and who is Isabel and right. look at all the names and run all that down. And and then imagine just reading chapter one. Book's not out yet, yeah. but the publisher decided, hey, let's release chapter one just to yeah. get you interested. So open up Book of Life, read chapter one, and then close it with that with what we give you. And tell me how your mind wouldn't be reeling right now waiting for the book to show up finally. When did we get yeah. that? We got that like in... It was a summer release. It was a summer July, release. So I feel like we July got 14? it... July 14? I feel like we got it... It was July 14 because we went to Austin in August, Angela. Yes. So. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. I feel like that chapter was released that winter. So either yeah, December like Mar- or January. It was like, I thought, no, I thought it was like after Christmas. Maybe. Because maybe it was like March. It was right before the, I think it was right before the L.A. Book Festival, right around there. Because Deb was at the L.A. Book Festival, I think, that year. Okay. With that in mind, let's go forward. Initial impressions, go. 
whoever wants to go after we read it. We're going to get a whole different kind of ghost. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're getting another level of creatures. We're going to get ghosts was one of the things I was thinking. But after you read it, though, what were your what was your impression? This is the controversial part. Mm-hmm. That first, oh, you mean the whole book or just yeah, the first the chapter? Whole book. I was pissed. Oh, oh, so pissed, so so pissed. <laughs> Benjamin is just the big bay. He was like the answer to all the questions, which just seemed too pat. All the Declaremont men were emasculated, so Diana could be like the savior. Right. I wanted to bitch slap Diana a couple of different times, mm-hmm. and the whole Galileo thing just made me cringe. Mm. My, I can't say it's a favorite part, but the thing that I actually loved the most was that I loved Father Hubbard after that. I'm like, damn, that guy yes. was like a good dude. <laughs> and me, I told you. I know. <laughs> he wasn't creepy. <laughs> but now it's funny that you, during Shadow of Night recordings, you're like, I can see how you would think that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm seeing the creepiness now. <laughs> yeah, that whole Count Chocula set yeah. was... <laughs> serve to heighten that yeah. um oh and the other thing was too is like uh well the the huge backlash against baldwin it was kind of like dude look at all the shit he's putting up with mm-hmm. are you kidding me they're lucky he just the only thing he did was rip the bedspread off right i did find that rude it, wait, wait. <laughs> I always say sometimes the delivery is not so great, but yeah. <laughs> the intention is good. I, I was like, this is not looking good for you, Baldwin. Right <laughs> Could we have been better with that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But th- then when Deb got, she's like making the point that it's like, you're not dealing with modern people. They don't have a conception of pri- the same conception of privacy that you do. Yeah. Right. Which is like, okay, that kind of makes sense. And yeah. driven by the blood song and all that. I mean, we, Gene and I have oh, yeah. thoroughly have our case airtight of his defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's but. like, I do buy the defense and I, I fully acceptable of that. But when on first read, when Baldwin did barge in, I was like, the fuck, Baldwin? Really? <laughs> you can fucking wait a little bit? <laughs> Apparently he couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Nah. And, and too, I mean, I, people took offense that he said, if you don't school her, I will. And I'm like, how many times have you been in an argument that you say things that are just like over the top? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and you, you're talking to a family of people where that's kind of the mindset. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you don't take them in hand, I will. I'm the head of the family. People don't live like that anymore because you don't have multiple generations living under the same roof, for one thing. Partially, that is Matthew's fault, as we see later yeah. he should have sat her down and said look right. <laughs> there's got to be a think- problem here yeah yeah i mean even marcus did that with phoebe you know like you don't want to be around my father do not get close to him i mean he didn't give all the little intricacies of it but at least yeah. he gave her hit her more the information than matthew did diana he gave her a good thorough yeah. briefing <laughs> like you know <laughs> we saw with Matthew he should have sat Diana down and said look the only way she was able to get through what she got through was because of Mary yeah right because it finally clicked in her head it's like well wait a minute maybe I should start using Elizabethan etiquette here and that's gonna calm the waters a little bit but Matthew I don't feel like was prone to briefing her on Baldwin because he didn't give on a fuck. anything right well he didn't really care particularly for Baldwin so 
show, why would he be like, he's just an asshole. And when he does asshole-ish things, it just plays into Matthew's narrative. So yeah. that works out for him. So maybe he's like, eh, yeah, she'll see. That, he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But, the, but then, it, then she was, I, I think what was brilliant in a way was that you've got Varen and everybody else going, oh God, here's, here comes the asshole. He's right. back from the past. Yes. And that's what was different that you saw opposition. Like it wasn't just Baldwin and Matthew didn't get along and Matthew was always in the right and Baldwin was always in the wrong. You had other people supporting Baldwin's yeah. case because Matthew is who he is. Yes, right. exactly. And the whole thing with uh, Varen and Ernst, I really wanted to know more about that, but I we didn't get very much. Right. No, no, no. And we didn't get very much on her either. I was like, oh, God, I can't wait to learn about this Varen girl. And then she just kind of petered out. Yeah. I really wanted. Yeah. And then we get and there were so many people. I was going to say like Vivian. I wanted more about Vivian. She petered out. Right. And that's the whole crux of me being pissed at the end was I didn't feel that what the questions I had from Shadow of Night were never fleshed out in the Book of Life. And in the Book of Life, they were never fleshed out. Things that we wanted to know. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's genetics. Right. Okay. We still needed Shelley to explain to us how all that worked. Right. And then we get that whole fragmented info dump about the, I can never say it, an anathanatoy, which was more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, are we going to explain this? Or is this going to be the goddess story all over again? <laughs> so I'm still frustrated and bitter about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So when I sit here and say what I didn't like, I hear I, 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 I. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I saw something out there, except the book that was written, not the book that you wanted. So I'm at that point now and mm-hmm. I'm at a crossroads. But there are still things like like the goddess story and other things are like, I still want to hear mm-hmm. about it. Not that I'm not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still like to know. I will say the whole gallo glass thing was <laughs> fuck you. <Yeah. laughs> it was like, don't do this to me right now. I don't need it. But on the flip side of that chapter, and I think I mentioned it before, was we got to go to Gerbert's castle and oh, see yeah. what a wreck he was. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> and to me, that was best, the best. I loved and hated that chapter. That chapter it was hilarious. Was awesome because we start out with gallo glass is fucking moaning and then we move on to Gerbert and Isabeau just playing him and it was just wonderful so yeah that turned from a hate to love thing that whole chapter right there yeah uh, yeah the goddess story that I was just are you kidding me right now Isabeau's not gonna <laughs> talk about the goddess no one of my high points I was gonna say Ransom that was one character yes yes <laughs> that whole business yes. about Norris oh. <laughs> and Mark, Marcus's time down there I mean even though I, oh, all the stuff we got in Times Convert was awesome. Even that snippet in Book of Life was just so, it was such a satisfying little amuse-bouche. So for me, and this is controversial, mm-hmm. it's going to be controversial for a lot of people. Chris was the worst part of that whole book for me. The worst. I have to agree with you there. The worst. Only because I felt like he was shoved onto me and I was supposed to accept him as Diana's bestie, best, best right. friend. And it's like, wait a minute. No. 
<laughs> it was very retcon. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> so he can come in, threaten Matthew, who I've formed this relationship with over time, over mm-hmm. years, and he's just going to come in and, and shake his fist at Matthew. And I don't know you, so fuck you, Chris. <laughs> you know what I mean? And oh, she's it's like, yeah. Two seconds into it, and he's inserting himself in somebody else's marriage. That yes. pisses me off. Right. But here he comes, just fucking inserting himself in everything. Oh, he knows Sarah. Oh, really? They're they're that kind of friends? I mean, yeah. when... After they went through the whole pain of, I never had my friends to the house. I met them at the mall. Yeah. Right, yes. You think she would mention Chris a little bit more in A Discovery of Witches? Yeah. You think she would call him a little bit more for advice in A Discovery of Witches? You think this, but no. Yes. No. So he's been well, to the house. Sarah knows him. Yeah, he's like the long, long prodigal son yes so he really pissed me off i i didn't like his attitude i didn't like the way he inserted himself into that and shelly says that that's how most scientists well, act and, and i think he's like the he's like at the double curse because he's not only acting like a male scientist he's being a division one football player former jock right and he's just being a, i mean i didn't like the way he treated his students i didn't the whole nickname thing just really turned me off because that can turn on a dime from cute and endearing to a great way to demean and belittle people right I, I just didn't like him at mm-hmm. all because he was all about him right i had almost the opposite reaction in that it, i was apathetic and mm-hmm. when i don't care about any of the characters anymore or even care about the storyline that's almost mm-hmm. a killer it's almost a deal breaker for me yeah, yeah. and I, yeah. I got real close to that the opposite of love is not hate it's indifference, indifference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when you just don't care anymore it's like mm-hmm. oh oh that's that hurts you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think part of of that is what we did to ourselves yes mind yeah. you i still love this book oh yeah but like i would give the first two books maybe like uh discovery which is four and a half stars uh, Shadow of Night five stars for me and mm-hmm. Book of Life wound up being a very low four star for me. Yeah, I yeah. got like three, seven, five. Although I will say one, uh, on the flip side of Chris, mm-hmm. the way that introducing Fernando was handled was amazing. Yeah, right. Because yes. he was just like mentioned in that like, well, aren't you going to ask Fernando to do this? And he's like, no, you're going to be the grandmaster. Right. And then it's like, well, who is this Fernando dude? And then all of a sudden that whole and that's a perfect segue. Opens up. <laughs> you know how the, the term bacon makes everything better? Fernando yeah. made everything better. <laughs> I mean, yes. he's the bacon of the book. <laughs> and that's that's a perfect segue. What are the things you enjoyed about Book of Life? Fernando. Yeah. Fernando. Right. He, I, I, I've said this before. He made me like Sarah because I said he's the Sarah whisperer. Right. Yes. Well, I liked all the history that he brought along with him. Mm-hmm. Right. Not only the history of his relationship with Hugh, but all the the rabbit holes that we got with him. Right. And just his demeanor mm-hmm. and his attitude. And like you said, he was a Sarah. He, he just calmed down everyone. He calmed down Matthew. He calmed down Sarah. And it wasn't. And he also had a lot of interesting pointed things to say to Baldwin mm-hmm. and about Philippe. Right. He was. He wasn't scared. He was the mirror. He was. A, yeah. He was the disruptor. Yeah. Right. In yeah. a way. Yep. He was the one that confronted Gallaglass with his fucking nonsense. Nonsense and fucking let him know what was. And I love that about yeah. him. And mm-hmm. when I say mirror, he'll hold the mirror up and say, let me show you who you really are. Because I know who you really are. Yeah. Right. Right. But he does it in a kind way. Yes. I love Fernando. I hope we learn more about him. I hope he finds someone else. Hmm. 
Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, settle for, I'll settle for some like grudge sex with Baldwin at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a recurring theme with you. <laughs> uh, it is. <laughs> and it always will be. I enjoyed getting back to modern life. Yeah. Yes. I, I did enjoy that. I enjoyed seeing Matthew in the classroom. Oh, he was great in the classroom. I yeah. Liked it. I liked that a lot. I enjoyed seeing Diana doing research with Lucy. I love that. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay, this is what you do. And, you know, finding things. And Phoebe, a lot of people didn't like her, but she didn't bother yeah, me. She didn't bother me there. I I found she was helpful. Yeah, overall, I mean, I felt like it was a very, considering what we went through with Shadow of Night, it was very um, slow Mm -hmm. roll. Shadow of Night wasn't, it felt fast paced. They took the time with the details. Mm -hmm. She took Mm -hmm. the time with the details. Book of Life was like, bam, bam, bam. Now we're going here. Now we're going here. Now we're going here. It was like rush to the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Well, and Shadow of Night felt like a writing sweet spot where yeah. Book of Life seemed like too many hands were in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there was just too much going on. Right. I did like seeing the congregation for the first yeah. time. That was good. Going to Venice. I do feel like Satu's end was just. I didn't think Diana needed to do more than what she did. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was perfect. And I always think that the conclusion as to why they can have children was brilliant. Yeah. Yes. So simple. It's like, duh. Why couldn't we see that in the first place? Because demons were downplayed. That's why. Right. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's that, I think. But just to repeat what you guys had said, that it was it was me. It was I had those expectations. So um, I, I look forward to it this time now. Yeah. Because I have zero expectations. And that's how right. I kind of live in the fandom. Now, yeah. like, no expectation. <laughs> yeah. Anything would be good right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be good. Learn my lesson. Yep. So I have one more thing, though. Uh, what? Things that had me scratch my head. So the congregation, like in Book of Life, they went so far out of their way to chase them down, right? Yeah. In the Book of Life, it didn't feel like the congregation was chasing them at all. Yeah. It, it, it was weird. It was like, it, it seemed like the whole book, they were just laying in wait and nothing ever really happened. Which ties all back into the whole, oh, look, Benjamin's the big bad. Right. I felt like maybe we were supposed to think that Nathan was throwing out chaff and flair to daze and confuse the congregation mm-hmm. yeah. where they wouldn't know where the fuck Diana and Matthew were. But it's not <laughs> like they were hiding. No. I mean, they knew. And then the whole, like, well, we know the babies were born, you know, so they were spying on them, right. holding them time. Right. Well, even so at it's not like- end of Discovery of Witches, like, it's going to be a totally different war. It's going to be technological. And then you see Gerber who can't do anything, Mm -hmm. you know? No. Oh, God. No, that whole thing, it was just weird to me. It was weird. It's like, wouldn't the congregation be on to where you guys are? I mean, you're openly going out to, you're openly out in Yale. Um, There's even a vampire who knows who you are. That Baldwin's like, uh, do you know you have somebody in your class, that that Richard guy? (laughs) Yeah. They weren't caring. This like they weren't acting like the congregation was actively after them. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it was it was kind of weird. And like and the other thing that was really sort of frustrating mm-hmm. was that all of a sudden Benjamin was able to outsmart everybody for all these yes. centuries, including Philippe. And, the, and, and considering Philippe, you know, knew all about Jack. Right. Managed that crisis for centuries. 
but nobody nobody knew, knew what was going on with Benjamin, despite the fact that, you know, Baldwin threatened him twice, I think, right. over the centuries and everything else. But he still managed to drop out of sight to the point where he, you know, got one over on Philippe and almost killed him. And everyone just like, oh, he's somewhere. Yeah, yeah no big deal. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, it was the witches. <laughs> Okay, so we got that out of the way. And just letting you guys know, these are were our thoughts when we first read Book mm-hmm. of Life. We're going in this reading with open hearts and open minds this time, knowing what we know, and we'll mm-hmm. go through it. And, you know, we'll see how we feel at the end of Book of Life mm-hmm. <laughs> and reassess. So there you go. And that's that for me. Yeah. Anything yeah. else yeah. for you guys? No, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. No. I'm looking yeah. forward to just like Shadow of Night. I want to see what I missed, which I'm sure is a ton. I'm sure I want to see, you know, where it fits in the universe of what I know now. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to enjoy it. I really do. And I don't mean that like in a high expectation where like and expect set myself up to be disappointed. I, I truly think I'm going to get more out of it this time than I did the first. Right. Oh, same here. I think I've been far enough removed from it. Yes. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes you just need to step away and say, oh, okay. <laughs> I get it now. Yeah. All right. So now we're ending the discussion. I just want to let you guys know that we have a random patron sponsor for this episode, and that is Raynell Spears. Yay! Oh, thank you, Raynell. And instead of save it for the show, and instead of housekeeping and all that, since this is kind of a bonus episode, I want to open up the Barbara Files. The Barbara Files. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Barbara Files. Files. And what that is, is uh, one of our wonderful discussers and one of our patrons. Barbara, I don't know if you found yourself bored or found yourself fascinated, but seems like she wrote us every other day for, for a term. But I don't think it'd be right if we didn't address some of her questions. So... Go ahead, Jean. What do you have from the Barber Files? Hello, lovely demon divas. It's sometimes problematic whenever I reread anything. My mind picks up th- picks things apart that are probably inconsequential. Case in point, the thing that captured my attention this time is Matthew's door. Okay. <laughs> really? I like it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's start Nate out. Diana climbs the first winding staircase and around a final bend, a room opened up suddenly. She's led across the room to another staircase, and after 30 slow steps later, I stood on the edge of another round room. In Sun, Diana stated she knew this part of the chateau in her own time, but the order was changed. I expected to see books on the room off the first landing, but instead there was a large canopy bed. After removing her veil and her maze leave the room, the door closed and Matthew put down his glass of wine. Okay. That brings us to Book of Life 2. Matthew's tower was designed for defense. It had no doors to muffle a vampire's stealthy approach. Okay, Demon Divas, was Baldwin responsible for removing the door? Philippe, perhaps? A little redecorating by Isabeau after Matthew left? Sorry this got so freaking long. You really and truly don't need to ponder the entire thing. But if you should choose, who am I to tell you how to conduct your show? (laughs) Peace and love, Barbara. Okay, so let's tackle that. Her question is, why was there no door to Matthew's Tower? No, what happened to the door? Because the door, in 1590, there was a door there. Right. And by modern times, it it went away. I think Matthew took it down. I think so, too. And I'm not saying it it didn't get broken along the way from someone (laughs) getting bashed into it because he references, or the narrator references, that it muffles the sneak attack of a stealthy vampire. Oh. Oh. See, I never even thought that deep about it. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm or like, it may have just it may have just been a continuity or that somebody forgot to <laughs> right yeah edit. But yeah, I think if anybody took it down, it was probably Matthew. I'll go with that. Sounds good. Because the thing is, if anybody else had done it, he would have put it back up and said, "Fuck you." Yeah, right. It's true. And Isabel would have let him get away with it too. Oh, of course, she's very indulgent. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Angela, what do you have from the Barber Files? Hello, lovely demon divas. Ready for another question? LOL. Yes. yes. <laughs> LOL. You ladies are going to get sick of me. I just know it. Wink, wink. <laughs> Since meeting Kelly, I realized that my magic. Oh, this is a quote. Since meeting Kelly, I realized that my magic had been tingling as though plugged into an invisible current. My fire drake was stirring, and the threads surrounding me kept bursting into color, highlighting an object, a person, a path through the streets as if trying to tell me something, end quote. Barbara says, I get the feeling that Diana was being warned here by the goddess about Benjamin being close. Rabbi Lowe knew him. Abraham was supposed to meet him and Ermeisel was running errands for him. And our clueless hot mess didn't pick up on it until later. Am I off base on this or is it a possibility? Once again, my thanks for enduring these questions. But look at it this way. If you ladies weren't so damn good at what you do, where else would we poor, unenlightened, obsessed fans go for answers and justification? Peace and love, Barbara. Oh, geez. That's hmm. a lot of pressure there, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so outline the question again. What was the question? Diana had been feeling uh, her fire drake stirring threads around her. She could see bursting into color. And mm-hmm. then so, so Barbara got the feeling that Diana was being warned by the goddess that Benjamin was close because all those people right. were doing a flurry of activity for him or with him. Right. Um, and Matthew didn't pick up on any of it. Right. Well, she was like on edge after that whole meeting with Kelly and her magic manifested. And I'm trying to remember if she's a tree branch or she tripped him or whatever, what she did, because it's like he I, I think he just kind of triggered a whole put her on high alert period where she transformed her arm into a branch and stopped yes. him. Right. Right. Yes. That right. was it. Just, yeah, and the whole defenestration. Right. Um, I don't think she quite understood it enough at that yeah. point. No. It, I think it was a total confusion. She was so new to it. I think if this was something she had been dealing with most of her life, she would have picked up on the clues, seen the threads. Well, and I think the other thing is, too, is it's just Prague was so, Prague was so full of yeah. magic. Yes. And witches. And she was already on edge because of Rudolph. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, I think she was also just sensing the Book of Life. Yeah. They were so close to the Book of Life and it was intact. Yeah. And then you've got the golem running around, which is another thing she didn't. And other weavers. I, I, I mean, she could have been sensing the other weavers in town as well. I just don't. I think she was too new at it to know what she was yeah. looking for. Right. And I don't so. think it was just Benjamin. I think it was a whole bunch of things. Yeah. yeah. And she didn't know enough. She didn't know enough to know enough and sort it out. That's what we're going with. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's the answer. I'm saying it's a answer. Right. An answer, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to open up mine from the Barber Files. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, hi, Demon Divas. I realize that you lovely ladies appreciate unusual viewpoints concerning this amazing series. And far be it from me to disappoint. You may want to hold hands because this rabbit hole is really dark and twisted. <laughs> okay. Here we go. That's just daring me. Right, right. Wouldn't want you to get lost. Okay. So, at the end of Shadow of Night, Chapter 41, Diana said, Twins run in my family. And Isabeau responds, Mine too. Now we know that Louisa and Louis were twins. Were they? Yeah, they were twins and she changed them both. Okay. That's in World of All Souls. Okay. But ready? 
What if Isabeau and Gerbert were twins also? Hmm. Mert, I can hear the howls from the fandom already. (laughs) (laughs) Then she goes, bear with me in a discovery of witches. Chapter 28, Matthew tells Diana that they were thick as thieves once. In the Book of Life, she's taken hostage, quote unquote, to ensure the de Clermont's compliance with the congregation. But was she really a hostage? Reading it again, she appears to be more of a house guest than prisoner. She says to Matthew in chapter four, no, my son, Gerber and I have done this before. As you know, I will be back in no time, in a few months at least. She even insists that Mart accompany her and hopes Gerber had retained his butcher. So... This theory could shed light on why Gerbert had such animosity towards Philippe. As Isabeau's twin brother, he probably expected all the perks that came with the relationship, but were denied to him. Family recognition, a place in the Knights of Lazarus, etc. Just musings from a mind that had nothing better to do. <laughs> if, I'm way, if I'm way off base, I apologize. I never, ever, ever mean to offend. Thank you for your patience and thank you for the brilliant podcast. Please keep it coming. Barbara, P.S. If this is too, too strange, you don't have to acknowledge it. I will understand. (laughs) Barbara, you just open up a can of worms in my head. (laughs) I mean, what if? Yeah. Yeah. What if? But I don't have anything to dispute it. Well, yes and no. I mean. Go ahead, Jean. I want to hear. The familiarity can also be explained by the fact that they used to love to go witch hunting together, which is actually what they were doing during the time period of Shadow of Night. Isabeau and Gerbert were together in Trier during those witch hunts. Okay. So that would explain the familiarity. The comment about Isabeau being held hostage is not necessarily about Gerbert holding her hostage. There is also a time in history where Baldwin held her hostage during one of the Crusades when she was known as Melisande. Right. So, yeah, it's an it's still an interesting theory because I can't remember off the top of my head whether we were given a birth date or a rebirth date for Gerbert. Uh, we are. And I just looked that up because that was my thinking that we know that De- Deb has said Isabeau is older than dirt, which is very yes. old, you know, almost and as old as Philippe. Philippe is older still. Yes. And the date of birth listed in the world of all souls for Gerbert is 700 AD, which is he's younger than Matthew. Yeah. Yes. Because oh. I always thought he was older than Matthew, too. That was the other thing. Yeah, me too. That surprised me from World of All Souls. Okay. So and it it's says, not wait, possible then. Sorry, with the, it says alternatively recorded as 946 AD. So either way. Yeah. Younger than Matthew. Yes. So that's mm-hmm. kind of an impossibility then. Yes. Yeah. All right. Theory it was, it's an interesting theory, theory though. <laughs> was, yeah, I mean, no, I'd love to entertain that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, my mind is spooling. What if? Hmm. Yeah. And I will, I will say, Barbara, that twins comment really got my antenna up as well, too, but for a different reason. And one of Isabel's names is Helen. And Helen of Troy was one of twins. One mm-hmm. sem- one was a demigod and one was human. Her and her sister, Clytemnestra. And then she had brothers who are twins, Castor and Pollux. So there you go. There's twins running in that family, too. <laughs> I loved your theory, Barbara. I loved <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I will always <laughs> I entertain a what if. I like mm, especially these days. Yeah. I know. For, for real. 
<laughs> Our minds don't have anything better to do. <laughs> but, but in, in that, and I like that what if because there's basis in reality. It's like, sure. okay, well, you look at this and, and I can see exactly how she got there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I can see it too. Definitely. Because I was going there with her. I was on that ride with you, Barbara. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, what's in the world of all souls as far as his dates? <laughs> yeah. And see, you get, you get a little sense of what, how we spent all those years in between books. <laughs> without the world of all souls, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, without the teacher's key. <laughs> as I like to call it. Yeah. It, it is just like the textbook with the teacher's key. Well, and, and to make everyone feel better, Deb has told us we're mostly wrong. Back yes. in the day, when we were when we were just going round and round in 2012 to 2014, Deb told us we were mostly wrong with our theories. Yeah, we were mostly wrong with our theories. <laughs> just probably laughing at them. Or yeah. Saying, oh, that's brilliant, yeah. you know. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to read theories and be like, if I were a writer, I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if yeah. I included that. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I like that idea better than mine. <laughs> She's very disciplined in the fact where she didn't let our adult minds, you know, push yeah. her in one way or yes. another. So <laughs> there's that. And that concludes the Barbara Files Yay. Yay. for today. Yay. Stay tuned. We'll open them again. Yes, we will. Because there's more. <laughs> anyway, uh, in the form of housekeeping. Kind of well, like me. Kind of like Matthew's children. There's yes. always there's always more. <laughs> there's a Peter subfile. <laughs> All right. So guys, stick with us. And after this break, we'll come back with our last thoughts and things we can't let go of. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can contact us, send us your thoughts, email us at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com, leave us a voicemail at 360-519-7836, by the way, your carrier rates apply here, or leave one for free on SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slant demonsdiscuss. Now, if you can't remember any of that, go to go.demonsdiscuss.com slant contact and all that information will be there. You can also become a discusser there, fill out the form, and bam, you're a discusser. And the link to join our Facebook group is there too. Visit our main site, demonsdomain.com. And if you really feel like deep diving, go to visit.demonsdomain.com slant master post. And you can read interviews, geek out with weekly geeks about all soul universe, read about the characters, keep that geek flag flying. Guys, do you like what we do? Help us fund what we do. Go to patreon.com slant demons discuss. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at demons discuss. If you're liking what you're hearing and you want to tell the world about it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love them. We read them. It's wonderful. Also, it keeps Angela alive and we need her around, okay? Keep it. I'm craving more book conversation than I'm currently getting. That's my last thought. That's so I'm extra excited to start Book of Life. Yes, yeah. me too. Me too. I think we're just going to power through these. I think. Yeah. Um, we'll do it a chapter at a time. That'll be they're good. All th- they're all really dense chapters too. Yeah. So. I feel like fresh yeah. start. I can, I could, that's mm-hmm. so welcome right now. Oh, I know. Yes. Yes. And I think that we can endeavor to release our Pinterest boards with each episode. Oh, yes. Those Pinterest what? boards are so wonderful. <laughs> I forgot oh my all God. about those. Surprise. <laughs> Yay. Everything else is new again. <laughs> Yay. We have them all. They're just mm-hmm. kind yes. of put away right yeah, now. But indeed. that'll be cool. Yeah, let's do that. Like it. Like it. Do we have them in what kind of sections do we have them in? Like uh, the astrology? Yeah, I think we broke them up by astrology. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. can do it that way then. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Angela, your last thought besides that. That was my last thought. And the things I'm ready to let go of is this quarantine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm ready to let go of it, too. <laughs> And I'm ready to give the news a break. I just like uh, for the past yeah. two days, I've been checking in the morning, turning You've on the been music. staying off Twitter, too. Oh, I can't. Good girl. I can't. I can't do it because every day it's something new and I, I can't do it. So I check in the morning, I check in the evening and then I turn it off and then we watch something on Netflix and we it's Groundhog Day. We're doing it all over again. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I have acclimated myself to days, which is a weird thing. Holy shit. It's like I wake up when the sun comes up and I go to sleep after the sun's gone down. That's just weird. Right. On a consistent basis. I know. I don't know what to think of this. So this might be good for my well-being and stuff, but uh, still sucks, though. I did volunteer to go back to mid-shifts in a week for a couple of weeks anyway. That's all they would let well, me do. Well, you enjoy mid-shift, so. I do, because I work by myself and I do get yeah. things done. And it, it is a mind-numbing thing on doing things that I do well. Yeah. And I'm able to just block everything out and it's good. So I begged my boss. I was like, please just let me, because they're keeping the mid-shifts up because we still have to plan and prepare. So I was like, please let me come in on the mid-shift. There's not going to be anybody there. I'll spray down the place. I'll wear a mask, whatever you want me to do. And she's like, okay. Let okay. me get out of the house, please. Mm-hmm. Please. So that's going to happen in a couple of weeks. So that's good. But other than that, um, my last thought is, let's just get through this. Yeah. It's not going to be fast. It's not going to be easy. And I feel like a lot of things in our way of life is going to change permanently yeah. after this. Yep. Yes, definitely. Just be ready and embrace the good with that. And if people keep listening, we'll keep recording. Well, we'll keep yes. recording yep. anyways. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter if you listen. It'll be there. <laughs> For those of you patrons, I want to thank you for sticking with us through this. And I'll make sure I throw extra happy things in our feed for you guys in the after show. Just so you have more things to listen to. And that's it. I don't have anything else. You guys? Keep an eye on our Facebook page because I keep trying to populate that with museum trips Mm -hmm. and little pretty doodads to look at. Right. So we'll just keep the pretty coming. Yes. And uh, we are starting to add people. And I've lowered the gate down a little bit so we can add more people. Because before we had a whole flood of people just coming in because the TV show had just been released and people just wanted to talk about it. But now Mm -hmm. that it's slowed down and people don't have things to do and things like that, we're going to let the gate down a little bit. We're still going to have you answer questions, but we're going to invite more people to come in. And those of you in the queue, we're going to let you in as long as your mm-hmm. forms were sound so there's that and that's that any last things Mm-mm. any other things we good yep we good we good all right let's say goodbye everybody bye bye everybody bye Mwah. be safe guys and we'll talk to you next time with the first chapter <laughs> of the book of life <laughs> the book of life Mwah. again yay mm-hmm.